Hello, everybody. My guest today has a fascinating story. Coming a long way from his start in Bergen's small magic scene, my guest lectures and fascinating methods of magic and mentalism have taken him on a mind-bendingly successful journey across the globe, from Shanghai to Los Angeles. Having studied at the McBride Magic and Mystery School in Las Vegas and appearing on the hugely popular show Penn and Teller Fool Us, it's safe to say Hedney knows a thing or two about influencing our minds. And though an elegant combination of sleight of hand trickery and psychological illusions, that's exactly what he's done. With over two decades of professional experiences in the art of mystery and astonishment, it's no wonder my guest today has established himself as Norway, Norway's number one magician. So, here to hopefully not influence me too much, ladies and gentlemen, Hedney! What's up, dude? Yeah. Hey, I'm fine. How the hell are you? Good. Nice? I'm nice. good. How are you? I'm fine. Good. You know, I'm hanging in there, living day by day, you know? It's just as, we, as we all are. As we all, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm just chilling. Are you chilling? Actually, I am. Yeah, almost. I love that. A little too much. A little too much. How? How, yeah. how come? Um, I'm almost not missing doing shows at the moment. And, You're almost uh, not? Uh, yeah, almost not. And that's beginning to be a problem. So I should, uh, I should get back into missing doing shows. It's hard, like, you once you stop doing something you're like oh fuck I, i'm looking back to go to back on the stage mm. but then like as time goes you get used to the netflix yeah. and chill and then it's and like it's, yeah so i can just i can relax i mean i say mario kart yeah i mean mario yeah. kart is the <laughs> shit though i mean have you tried the new one on uh no it's not that's not mario kart that's uh crash bandicoot have you tried that one no oh, it's, it's, it's just on my ipad i play mm. mario kart on my ipad mm. and I'm, I'm hooked yeah yeah it's it's awful it's amazing yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a master's degree in psychology. Yes. Now, when did you, like, apply these skills into the art of magic? Um, oh, that's a good question. I, and it's actually sort of a, you know, um, I don't really know what came first, in a way, because, uh, to me, magic is about the human connection, and performing magic is about you know, giving someone an experience. And magic happens in the mind of the spectator, you know. So to me, performing for, like, a magician cannot perform for no one. They have to perform for someone because the magic happens in the mind of the spectator. Mm -hmm. um, because of that, psychology is really important in magic. So then I thought, you know, because I wanted to learn more about why, why magic works, I thought, hey, I should study psychology. And then, through studying psychology, I realized I can apply these principles to magic, and, and that sort of helped fuel the magic yet again. So, so it's, I don't know, like, it, I don't really know what came first in a no. way, but... Uh, they implement yeah. well together. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's and I mean, uh, psychology is all around us, always. You know, it's, it's like, um, right. it's it's... The science of human behavior yeah. and, and mental processes. So, um, and, and again, because magic happens in the mind of the human yeah. watching it, yeah. you know, it's, it's psychology. 
it's uh yeah. that's why i'm sometimes scared to talk to you i don't even know i don't really sometimes i don't know if you're fucking with me or if it's like I don't, sometimes i'm just scared i'm already priming you for something that'll happen in a year oh, I yeah. knew no <laughs> <laughs> i knew it that'd be it's, great though that would always, really be great yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean it's, it's always something going on yeah yeah it's really no, fun not hang. really oh, no it's yeah but that'd really. be too hard that would be just too yeah yeah, you know, I wouldn't be able to relax. You know, you wouldn't be able to play Mario Kart. Like, no. yeah, and that's why. Uh, so, so, so really, it's not a lot. Uh, you know, uh, I try to to more or less be just uh, li- like the the manipulative side of whatever I do on stage is not really a part of my regular life. Okay, because that would be just way too exhausting. Yeah. Right, because I've <laughs> exactly. I've seen you on the stage, and when you perform, it's highly energetic and yeah. fun. Like, imagine coming home. And then, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> continue with that thing. It's like, hello, welcome. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess uh, you have to sleep as well sometimes. Yeah. Because you do work a lot. I work a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, it's, it's a lot of, you know, uh, it's a lot of stuff going on between the magic and my also having a music career. And, um, you know, it's like two full-time jobs in a way right. that are to be combined. And um, the yeah. So you're uh, you do uh, you're what's it called a director? No choir conductor. Yeah. That's what you are. Yeah. Well. yeah. For uh, what kind of genre? Uh, it's a female choir performing okay. uh, traditional Norwegian music, folk music, uh, and also some contemporary music. They're based here in Bergen, yeah. called Multa Pouches, and uh, yeah. So so you know, which is something really different than doing magic. However, it's still about people. It's still about connecting right. to people. It's still about working with people. It's still about playing. And for me, magic is just playing. It's having fun and uh, making music with people, as you know. I know. I you do play. I do play. Fun. It's fun. It's so, very yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you, you have a highly unique style of performing your magic. You know, how would you describe it to somebody who hasn't seen you perform before? Hmm. Well, that is always a question. I mean, to me, my... I don't know if it's... Hmm. So for me, you know, but the, the thing about magic, again, it comes back to the connection with the people. Yeah. It's, it's about um, sort of wanting to... Um, there are a lot of magicians who will, will sort of... Um, how shall I say this? Like, they, they're there to perform... The magic, you know, yeah. they're there to uh, do a magic trick or to uh, sort of sort of be an instrument for them to to perform the magic. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's just as much about using the magic to just create a, a connection with someone else. So so it wouldn't matter if it's magic, if it's music, if it's comedy, uh, if it's storytelling. You know, uh, a lot of my magic performances incorporate storytelling. And, um, like, I I will tell small stories about uh, different magicians and and my experiences and so on whilst performing. Yeah. Um, Even uh, close to, like, edutainment, you know, with uh, doing lectures on psychology and uh, using magic sort of within the context of a lecture. Yeah. Um, So, to me... It's about creating that magical experience, but I think the magical experience can be created without a magic trick because yeah. a, a magical experience is, you know, it's a sunset. It's a theater play. It's uh, spending time with your loved one. It's, uh, 
uh, going to a great concert. You know, all of that right, is magical. Right. So to me, it's about creating that. And my tool or my tools or, or sort of instrument is, well, what we also call magic, you know, yeah. or, or trickery or conjuring or illusions <laughs> or whatever, yeah. whatever label you want to put on it. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to... To say it really, I've been to some of your shows and I've, many shows actually, and and some I've been to some big shows and some minor shows, and it's really fun to to like uh, to because it's like you're performing, yes, but you're also like talking, people keeping people like you're know, like uh, sort of like my favorite musicians or uh, people that I watch on stage is not the ones that perform the studio album as it is; mm. it's the ones that add something to it that makes yeah. you feel that. They're there for you, and you're together doing it. Yes, and also something about, for me, creating the experience of... or I, I want the audience or the spectators to leave having the feeling that they've experienced something unique, mm. you know, and um, that could only happen that one time. And most often that's true, you know. Uh, uh, I try to be very uh, open and, uh, you know, listen for whatever comes from the audience, you know, mm -hmm. even though they don't necessarily talk in, in words as much as, you know, but with laughter, with applause, mm -hmm. just by, like, getting the sense of, okay, wh what's happening here? Wh what is this group, you know, wh what's this group trying to tell me when I'm performing? Yeah. And, um, yeah. That allows me, I think, at least, to to sort of take the show in a direction which it perhaps it's never been there, you yeah. know, or down that road before. And and uh, so even though you know the setlist is as with a musician, you know, the setlist is sort of there. Uh, they're they're gonna go through all the yeah the rounds, but like guidelines. whatever yeah. But whatever happens here is is still. Um, still up to chance and and i feel the only way for that to work is if your material or whatever you know beat your songs beat the illusions or, or magic tricks or whatever if that's just like the the skeleton in a way of uh, that you build something from you know yeah. it's it's uh, just the very basics and then you can just perform on top of that instead of performing behind it and pushing it out in front of you very well said. I agree, hundred percent. Mm. So yeah, it's. Uh, you know, uh, I, I I mentioned that you just did the show with uh, Penn and Taylor Fulas, mm. which is which was amazing. Thanks. It yeah. was really fun to see, uh, and uh, I was just wondering, like, and you've played hundreds of gigs, maybe a thousands of gigs, like. I mean, maybe Penn and Taylor was the most fun one. I don't know, but like, what's what's the one that was like? I love that show. What's your favorite show? You can mention like yeah. three top shows. <laughs> <laughs> three shows. Well, um, oh, that's good. You know, it's so difficult because um, almost always I I want my favorite show to be the last one. Right. Um, I want I want whatever experience and 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 that. I think the fact that that's part of my goal, that this should be my favorite show, this should be the best show I've ever done, uh, that actually makes it true or more likely to happen. 
at least uh, while in front of the audience. So that, of course, you know, coming back to what we talked about earlier, uh, will will provide a better experience. Um, that said, you know, there are some. Even though they're they're not my favorites, there there are still like some milestones. You know, um, I remember being 11 years old, uh, the first time I performed at the main stage in Grieghallen. Uh, you know, um, which uh, was just a huge rush. You yeah, know. Uh, I've been performing magic for like three years. Then uh, I started out when I was about eight. Yeah, and like just. You know, because we grew up in this city and, and we sort of know that Grighallen is, it's something almost mythical about know, that stage. Know. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, oh yeah, one day I'm going to be on that very stage. Yeah. And for me, um, yeah, performing there. Uh, so, and, and I think almost every time I've, I've, I've been on the main stage quite a few times, you know, doing magic. But every time it's just something about... This is um, sort uh, of where I started, or where I took the first step into or, it, like or, right, or my first dream, almost. Right? You know, it's, yeah. It's my. It's it, it was the first place I dreamed of perform or dreamt of performing. Yeah. Uh, more so than uh, almost even than fool us, you know. So so of course performing at the Penitentiary Theater uh, at the Rio in Las Vegas is amazing, you know. And and the the entire production was so beautiful. You know, it's it's um, so well made. It's a huge crew, and they're so professional. So it's it's just amazing to work with them. Um, but it's that's like more of a recent dream. You know, mm. it's not something that's just like a childhood dream coming true. Mm. Um, also, I remember the first time I performed for like two and a half thousand people, which is still, I think, my biggest crowd to date. Yeah. Because uh, you know, magicians we rarely perform in stadiums, you know. So, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so, so that's sort of the biggest yet. And, Where was uh, that? That was at some kind of like a youth festival okay. uh, uh, organized by the Norwegian YMCA, or Coffee okay. Coffee Cool. Uh, in Haugesund back in two thousand four, oh, wow. and I was like a warm up act for that day's show, and I just remember coming out and just. You, you know when there are so many people that the applause is just the... Yes. <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of you actually being able to yeah. hear the... Uh, and, and sort of just getting that and, yeah. and going like... Instead of clapping, it's like yeah, the... It's just a wind. Static noise you put <laughs> yeah. on to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And just... Whoo! Wow. Um, what a feeling. Yeah. That was... Yeah, that was crazy. So you uh, just like fooled like every single one. It's like, okay, so... I guess we <laughs> gotta put two thousand five hundred people up on the stage, one and one. <laughs> yeah, How many days did it take? Uh, well, it, I only had three minutes on stage. Okay, cool. So, yeah, fortunately they were projecting it on the big screen. So, All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. So they saw. So, uh, but um, but yeah, and I also did quite big effects, you know. So mm. they they were visible as well. Cool. But that, you know, still when when I sort of, I've probably mentioned more than three now, but but there is also you know. Every time I perform for like just one person, almost like we did earlier today, you know, yeah. we, we did some stuff here, and um, just being able to see that reaction, see that spark of joy, see that uh, astonishment or almost shock, yeah. you know, um, 
where, where something impossible has happened. And you get to see that reaction right there and then. And to me, that's just... Uh, there is something so primal and beautiful about that human connection, mm. uh, which happens right there and then. Uh, so that's also why, you know, for me, doing mentalism, which is mind reading, you get to connect with people. And doing close-up magic, uh, which happens right here mm. between people or, you know, in the hands, is way more interesting than being on stage doing the big illusions and so on, which I used to do, but it's... Uh, it's a long while since, uh, and for for that very reason, because mm. you don't you don't get the connection. Yeah, it was it was really fun uh, when you did what you did a couple of minutes ago. That was thanks. Yeah, I'm still like <laughs> what the fuck. Can you do it's one magic. more? Can you do one now? Uh, we could do something else. Uh, just because uh, I was thinking about reading your mind, um, and and uh, considering that, but you know, people watching this, they wouldn't know. Or they probably wouldn't believe us if we told them we haven't set it up. So I figured we should do something else. Do you have a, uh, like a banknote or, or something like that on you? I have 200 kroners. Okay, wonderful. You want them? Yeah, bring it out. I got it from Give them to me. I got it from my grandma. They don't know, oh, they don't know how to vips. They don't know how to vips. Yeah. yeah. Or Venmo or whatever we do. But I, I want it back though. <laughs> whatever. So this is not, you know, this isn't magic. This it's is not. More of a, no, this is more of a party trick. And um, this is something you can do to a friend or someone that you don't know. I can. Yeah, you can do that yourself. And all you need is a pencil as well as the banknote. And you borrow the banknote from someone that you don't know mm -hmm. or from a friend. Now, if you borrow it from someone that you don't know, uh -huh. you should bring a friend. All right. As well. You should have a friend with you. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Otherwise, you can eat Pete. Uh, so, um, so you start like uh, borrowing the banknote, and and you sort of just you know use the the pencil to find the center of the note right here, and 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 sort of talking at the same time. And you know, uh, you want to you want the people who are watching, you know, to gather around. Yeah. Because you want as many people watching this as possible. Uh, because they're going to laugh their asses off. And, and the person, of course, owning the note isn't going to think it's funny at all. <laughs> Personally, I think it's hilarious. Um, you know, it's... it's um, yeah. Uh, actually, you, you, can, you can sort of hear... Hear, uh, hear if, you, if you just listen for it like now. Hey, guys. What the... And then we just blow on it, and you see that it becomes... But you just made a hole in it. Hole. It becomes whole yet again. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's holy. It's a pun. Like so there how... And that's magic. Whoa, I knew whoa, whoa. you were actually Harry Potter. I am. <laughs> with with uh, square glasses instead of... Uh, how... But it was... It was Okay. So so here's you know uh, let's let's try it one more time. All right. Let's try it one more time, and I'm I'm actually gonna try to sort of explain how this is done. All right. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. So um, this is not. I mean, what happens is the the pencil really doesn't tear the bill in half. It more melts through. Okay, I'll, I'll show you, show you exactly what I mean. Um, 
So if you, you see here. Right. Now watch. Um, and um, you see, you see that 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 doesn't help me out. That's it. That that doesn't help me out. That makes me even more frustrated. Because I saw you were literally. Okay, fine. It's magic. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Good. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Maybe never ever again. I hope for your sake that you will. Maybe you can like uh, come home to me and like uh, make me sleep with a like uh, now you're you know the thing that you do, you know, and the other. Thing. That's just not what I'm doing. And do. the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just not gonna mention the other. Thing, yeah. though. <laughs> All right, um, let's continue. Yeah. You know, uh, what do you think Norway's relationship to magic is? Um, changing. Changing. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a really interesting time being a magician in Norway uh, currently. It's uh, um, magic in Norway has, you know, um, been how shall I put this? You know, uh, I, I think that we have a really really interesting thing going now with a lot of public magic going on, especially in Oslo, but also in you know. Uh, all over Norway. There are a lot of magicians appearing in Norway's Got Talent. Um, and, and people are sort of now realizing that magic can be interesting, you know, or, or that it's more than people pulling rabbits out of a hat or something like that. That And, and not to, you know, it's nothing negative about pulling a rabbit out of a hat necessarily, but uh, people are now realizing that magic is, Diverse, you know, because mm. uh, a challenge for magic has been that people have seen one magician uh, which they perhaps did not like, and thus they conclude that they don't like magic, you know. But that's like listening to one song I was gonna ever it. in your life and saying, I don't like music, right? Because there are so many genres, there are so many personalities, there are, you know, it's just a myriad of loads and loads and loads of uh, possibilities and and magicians now in the scene, in the magic scene in Norway. So there's something for everybody. And yeah, I think uh, people are sort of beginning to realize that and seeing that magic is something more than, you know, again, uh, the, the person with the top hat uh, <laughs> and, and the magic wand. And the rabbit. And, uh, and the rabbit. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and again, a lot of... I know people who do that, and they they spread such joy, you yeah. know, uh, to their audience. And that's one so genre. It's, it's it's wonderful that they do that, yeah. but it, but it's um, uh, it's also great that we have other genres. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, you yeah. have yeah. genres. That's yeah. it's perfectly, and yeah. and it's 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 just. I think it's nice to 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 have that, you know, because every uh, same with uh, comedians. Yeah. Like like I love that guy. I don't like that guy, but mm. it doesn't mean that you don't like comedy. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, I think it's a great way to, and also I think social media after we got YouTube and all this that people could actually Norwegian people could actually see yeah. all of you know not just Norway but the whole yeah and people are world. sort of realizing that there is a lot of magic happening and you know um, I think also Fulas has been a wonderful contribution there uh, Penn and Teller's show 
that they uh, be, because the entire show is built on creating good magic for television. You know, that's all they want to do for Fulas is actually making great magic for television. Um, and uh, they, they produce it as such, you know, which is wonderful. Mm. And, of course, people watching then, you know, they, they watch all these Fulas clips and some of them go viral. Mm. Uh, Shin Lim, uh, who was on one of the earlier seasons of Fulas, I think he garnered like 65 million views or something, you know, oh, wow. from his performance. And he went on to win America's Talent and, and all of that, which is just amazing. And uh, people, like, as a magician watching that, it was still impressive, mm. but it felt like, yeah, that's, that's contemporary magic, you know? Like, it, it was original, but still something... Um, all, all the stuff he did was original and incredible, but but there was also like I remember as magicians watching that, you know, we would see that and sort of think, yeah, this is the na the next natural step, you know. And Shin Lim is the one taking it there. Whereas I think for a lot of people just discovering Shin Lim, it's not one step away from what they thought magic is. It just light your mind, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, away. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, it's really great yeah you were the first one that i ever saw doing magic live in front of me and i'm, I'm just yeah. gonna say that was uh, it was amazing it was amazing you. feeling yeah. and it was so fun and uh i still remember that after party oh <laughs> man that was the best after party ever <laughs> oh my god that, that was, was wonderful yeah. yeah you know bergen's magic scene is tightly knit mm -hmm. um you know how has this community benefited you um, yeah, it's, it's been really important. Mm. Um, and, uh, I think there are a lot of, uh, a lot of things to say about that. Um, but mainly that it's, it's so important just to have someone to, you know, uh, toss the ball around with, you know, and, and so like talk about ideas, talk about literature, talk about just, have you seen this video? Have you seen this, you know, do you know this trick? Do you know? Uh, so sort of all from all of that to my well going on fool us and, and like asking a lot of friends and, and even people I didn't really know, uh, you know, for help and consulting. Um, so just being part of a community mm. um, is, is tremendously important. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, the the good thing about Bergen, it being such, you know, with the city being the way it is, with the, the small city center and so mm. on, is uh, makes it possible to sort of like, yeah, we meet up right here and this is where it all, this is literally then where the magic happens, you know, in the, <laughs> uh, you go to that single coffee shop. And Not the bedroom? <laughs> no. <Okay>. Well, <laughs> later. Later. And, you know, magicians. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? Ah, oh, no, you, you'll never get me to say that out loud, but you know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, well it, it goes both ways, you know. Uh, like, I, I think a lot of people start out doing magic because um, uh, they, they need some kind of social proof. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, yeah like, if, if you're the hunk and really have your way with the ladies, mm. you don't need card tricks, right? However... <laughs> We know sleight of hand. So, 
I mean, it's, that's probably the most cheesy thing I've, I've said all week, but still, it's, yeah, anyway. It wins. Anyway, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, the number will come up on the The number screen. will appear on the screen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's down here somewhere. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There, there, yeah. yeah. I think it's, I th you know, I think it's important that, uh, that I think some people that are very, like, they're going to be the best and they're going to, they're really focused. And then they're like, I don't want to share it with anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone that's not, I mean, because everything is a competition. And though, so that, that I think that you don't, you don't get very individual in what you do. Mm. But if you talk to everybody around you, hang out with people, actually care about people yeah. and, and people, you will learn a lot and you can learn a lot to that and teach, you know, it's just, yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, definitely. And, and the great thing about, I, uh, I want to say, you know, the entire Norwegian magic community, because it's so small, mm. uh, is the fact that, yeah, peop people share. And, and actually all over the world of magic, you know, uh, uh, people, I think people have this view of magicians being really secretive. Uh, but we're not, not at all. <laughs> no. uh, with each other, with each other, you know, so... Um, but but once you've sort of and and even um so so you know there will always be groupings like uh yeah i can share this with you but i, I would appreciate it if you don't share it with anyone else like of course. people people will sometimes say that but still it's you know uh, if if you're a total beginner and you're trying to learn some magic and you talk to a magician with years and years and years of professional experience um, she or he will still teach you something. They will still show you something that you can work on and which is just wonderful for you, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Awesome. And, and I think that's the great thing about the community is that it's really a community. Mm. It's really a siblinghood. Yeah. You know, I just want to ask you, what advice would you give to you know, someone that wants to start doing magic? What's the best advice you can give them? Um, I would say read. And even more importantly than read, listen. Because I think when, when you start performing... Um, the audience tells you a lot. Uh, again, they will tell you something through their reactions. Not necessarily explicitly, but they will... You, you know when you're performing on stage, you just know that this went well, this didn't. Like, again, what we talked about earlier. And, and um, for me, listening to the audience has been really important. Um, but also, yeah, uh, pick up a magic book and just start. You know, start from the very beginning with a the first trick, pick up a, a beginner's book or, or, you know, like not the most difficult one. Um, I don't believe a lot in YouTube and, and watching tutorials, but if people want to do that, you know, there's, there's a lot of knowledge out there. Um, and uh, the most important thing is have fun with it. Mm. Just have fun with it. And uh, uh, yeah, try to... 
try to to learn it properly before you perform it, though. Yeah. Uh, because it'll be so much more fun yeah. if you really know how the trick is or, or how it should be performed, because then you'll fool the shit out of people. Yeah. And that's fun. That's so <laughs> fun. That or it can be fun. <laughs> for the one doing the trick. The one doing no. the fooling. Yeah. yeah. No, but I think, fully. I think yeah. that's, uh, you know, you want to... I forgot what I was going to say, but, you know, you, you said it pretty well. Okay. Yeah, thanks. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think um, the, the way I still love about going... Uh, or love going about to when creating magic and when learning something new is you... Like read, and I actually read a lot of old magic books now um, because there is a lot of like forgotten secrets mm. there. And just reading those and then trying to visualize what this will look like, what this, you know, how how is this perceived by the spectators or mm. by the audience, you know, which is much more interesting than watching a video on YouTube or whatever, and then saying, I want to do just that, because um, then it's something, it comes from, it, it, it's not internal, you know, it's, it doesn't come from within, it comes from something outside of you. Yeah, so like it's not, it won't be an expression of who you are. And uh, to me, again, it's about communicating with people. So therefore you should express who you are, not yeah. someone else. You should, yeah. And you should, uh, you should love it the way that like, because if you watch a mo uh, you watch something on on let's say it's YouTube or wherever it is, and you're like, oh shit, that looks so cool. I want to be, I want to do that because mm. I want to feel what it's like to be there uh, with the audience and get the attention. But if you don't, if you just do it for the attention and not because you love it, then like, don't do it. <laughs> and I think they'll see people will be able to see through that. Yes, because you know? yeah. I can I can see so clearly that when you do magic, you love it. Oh yeah, it's the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think that's the most important thing about whatever you do. Yeah. And it looks, you know, it's cheesy to say, like, do whatever you like to do. But still, it's, that's what it is. Yeah, and I, I think especially with, you know, performing arts, it's, um, yeah, so, so important. Mm. And, uh, of course, it makes you vulnerable as well, you know. Um, I've done shows be because it's so important, in a way, to me. Uh, I've also done shows where I just... If it goes well or if I mess up or whatever, uh, it, it becomes personal, even though it shouldn't, you know. But but it's just because, again, it's so important. You care. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know. I, I'm, I'm, has to take I'm bad the with same, the good. I'm so, the yeah. same way, yeah. dude. I'm so, like, if I mess up, mm. day's ruined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the night is like, oh, man. Because yeah. I'm so, like... Um, you know, you love it so much. You want it yeah. to be uh, the best. Hmm. All right. I think we're going to have a last question right now. And that is, that's going to be one that we always ask our dear Bergen guests. That is, how has Bergen affected or inspired your career? Oh. In is it the rain? <laughs> is it the rain? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, well, it's given me a lot of time indoors. To work on card magic um you know it's in so many ways um i think again uh it's being a big and small city at the same time has been 
really valuable because, like, I would be eight, nine years old dreaming about performing in Grighallen, and just a few years later, I did it, you know. Whereas, had I been in, had I grown up in London, you know, dreaming of performing at the Royal Albert Hall or whatever, or, or even just in Oslo, you know, dreaming of performing at Oslo Concertus, uh, I think the road there would be so much longer. Okay. You know? Uh, so the fact that it's possible to sort of accomplish just something uh, gives you, or at least it gave me like just this energy boost, you know, mm. and, and just this sense of accomplishment. So I right. can chase the next and the next and the next. Um, furthermore, you know, um, the fact that uh, I, I'm not even, I don't even know what my career would have been like if... It hadn't been for, well, we talked about an after party six years ago, you know. <laughs> uh, but like, um, after uh, like meeting up with, uh, with Maurice and, and uh, with, uh, again, the uh, nightlife in Bergen and, and so on. Um, and again, that's possible because the city isn't too big. You know, mm. it's, it's possible because um, the city is... It's it's so big that people are doing really 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 cool stuff, mm. and it's also so small that it's possible to meet the people doing the really really cool stuff, and um, yeah, you know it's um, just been of tremendous value uh, in so many ways. I Amazing. Think. Yeah, I think that's where we're going to end it because that was just again really nice words. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming here. Thank hey you guys. for having me. I'd like to thank our guest, Hedne, for sharing his story with us. And for people watching from home, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to see you again on the next episode of Seven Questions Between Seven Mountains. This has been, I forgot to say in the beginning, I'm always going to say this. This has been the third, first, first, third episode in the history of mankind. Woohoo! What are you saying, man? Yeah! It's crazy. Maybe. So, uh, you know. Uh, I think we just peaked. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind, but you know, Take when you peak, yeah. that's just like when you, that's when you're like really. That's when you do the woo clap of glory. Right. Woo! Woo! Yep. All right, guys, thank you so much. See you next time. Let's go and do some card tricks. Let's do card I tricks. Need, I need to yeah. know how to do something. I don't, I don't know how this works. <laughs>